Today on Let's Talk Limbic Sparks, I'm with Rob Principe, founder and CEO of Scratch Music Group, which includes Scratch DJ Academy and Scratch Event DJs, the largest corporate DJ booking company in the US with a network of over 7,500 highly screened DJs. I'm Kevin Perlmutter, Chief Strategist and Founder of Limbic Brand Evolution, a brand strategy and neuromarketing consultancy that taps into emotional insight to strengthen connections between brands and people. The limbic system part of our brain supports emotion, motivation, behavior, and memory. And I'm curious how my guests are creating what I call limbic sparks, which happen when emotional motivation meets brand desire. I love talking with brand leaders who are turning emotional insight into a competitive advantage to drive business growth for the brands that they serve. Rob, thank you so much for joining me today and let's talk Limbic Sparks. Great, look forward to it. Thanks for having me on, Kevin. Rob, this is gonna be fun. How are you today? I'm great, excited to be here. Great day, great morning, feeling good. That is perfect. Uh, you know, over the last year, we've gotten to know each other a bit and I've gotten a good sense of your style and yeah. your enthusiasm. And I'm curious, what is it that motivates you and fuels your energy? That is a great question. Uh, well, first, eight hours of sleep. Let's start there. That is backbone to my health and happiness. But um, I, I think a lot of inspiration for me comes, it might sound cliche based on my business, but comes from the music space. I, I really have such an emotional connection to music that... I mean, it's all around me and I have three children and I want music to be all around them. And I find that, you know, changing up genres, listening to new artists, that provides inspiration for me. I'd say that and my children are the two biggest for me that are inspiring and, and keeps me moving. And then, you know, I love watching culture evolve. That's inspiring for me. So, you know, music, kids, culture, basically I'm trying to keep myself young. Music, kids, and culture. That is absolutely fantastic. I have gotten to know not only you, but I've gotten to know your, your team at Scratch quite well. And you all are a very close group. Yeah. What are the most important values that you look for in the people yeah. who you surround yourself with? It's a great question. I mean, to share a little personal uh vignette about where I came from. My father worked in the garment industry for, you know, 40 years. And when he came home, he needed an hour to decompress. He was a different person at work than he was when he was home. And I promise that if I ever had a company and worked with people and had the honor of hiring people, I wanted their kind of their, their personalities to map very well to their job responsibilities and so much of what makes them who they are. I wanted that to come through professionally so that they didn't have to go home and have an hour to decompress because clearly my father was a different person at work than he wanted to be at home. He had to put on an, you know, somewhat of a corporate act. So for me, I, it's really important that the same principles and traits and characteristics that I value in relationships and personal relationships are reflected in business relationships. Transparency, ownership, good communication, um, having an ego at the right time, but also having that vulnerability balance. All of those things, which I asked of myself too, 
um, are really important to me in in with my teams. So those are the real big things that that are important that I look for. And, and fortunately, with my teams, um, we have that. It's so incredible that you discovered that early as you were building your team and putting that together. I've found, um, especially more recently in my career, that my personal values and my work-related values and how I spend my time and who I spend my time with and what I care about are becoming more and more aligned every single day. And it's wonderful to have that alignment. It, It brings out the best in you. Mm-hmm. And it brings out the best in the people around you. I'm glad that 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 that's been something that's important to you too. It absolutely is. You know, the great thing about brands turning to a subject that is near and dear to my heart is that they conjure up an image and specific associations. I'd love for you to describe yourself, but do so by naming a few brands that paint a picture of what you're all about and why? Wow, that is an excellent question. And I have to tell you, I've never been asked that question. And I've done hundreds of interviews, uh, not as many podcasts, but um, that's a great question. Thank you. I'm not known for easy questions. Yeah, no, that's a, but that's, <laughs> that's not just, that's a challenging but thoughtful question. Um, well, let me let me give you some an obvious one. And based on my history, my my partner, my co-founder was Jam Master J, the DJ from Run DMC. And one of their m- most famous songs was My Adidas. So I'm going to have to put Adidas up there because of my uh long affiliation with the brand through Jay, my long affiliation with the brand from my youth and their ability to be stylish yet authentic. And that I feel is um, something so important. And I feel like that does reflect me that you have to have that authenticity, but you can't be bland about it and monotonous about it. Yet you kind of have to rock it. And that's what Adidas was all about then. And Adidas Originals is all about today. I'd say a second brand would be um, Vice, you know, the media brand. I I, I find them anti-establishment. I find them rebellious. Uh, but I also find them real, you know, a little bit raw, but real. And I feel a lot of those ways as an entrepreneur, you have to be rebellious. You you have to, you know, be anti-establishment, not in the way that you think about it, but you have to be ready to do things differently and not listen to what you're told or what you grew up hearing. And, you know, being real, especially in my world with a DJ brand, you just can't survive. You know, you can't fake it till you make it. Uh, There has to be authenticity and a tremendous amount of attention and respect paid to the art form uh, to to honor those that came before. So I I feel like Vice is a good one. And and then, um, yeah, maybe marrying the two would be something like Spotify, just disruptive industry creating. You know, they built it, you know, before you owned now with them or with them when they started, you're renting. And they might not have been the first to the space of, of, of renting versus owning, but they certainly pioneered the music space. And I just love how they are such an insight-driven company. Yeah. You know, there's so much data that they're collecting and not going to argue whether, you know, how I feel about all of that. But they, you know, really do use insights to, to make the experience better and make, you know, collective, our collective music culture 
uh, moved in a, in a better place. So I don't know, somewhere in between Vice, Adidas, Spotify, you'll yeah. find me. It, it creates the picture I was looking for. It really is. It's about authenticity. It's about being a bit anti-establishment. It's about personalization and insights and, and revolutionizing an industry. And that's a really, that's a really neat picture. Can you describe the Scratch Music Group and your inspiration to launch the Scratch DJ Academy about 20 years ago? Yeah, I'll give you the top line about what Scratch Music Group is, and I'll tell you a little bit about um, how and why I started it. But it consists of two complementary yet completely unique business units. The first is called the Scratch DJ Academy. Again, I founded it with Jam Master J Run DMC. We teach people how to DJ. Uh, through copyright, copyrighted curriculum, state-of-the-art equipment, amazing and passionate and inspiring teachers. Uh, we have physical locations in New York City, Los Angeles, Hollywood, Florida. We also offer uh, online lessons, private lessons, semester classes, team-building workshops, all of the above. Our second business unit is called Scratch Event DJs, and we're the world's largest DJ booking resource for uh, any corporate or private event use case, mostly on the corporate side. So we've curated a network of 7,500 plus DJs that effectively are available anytime, anywhere that we use for um, anything from in-store events because of the way music affects consumer buying behavior. When we DJ inside of a retail store, people shop longer and spend more money, all the way up to Pepsi is sponsoring the Super Bowl and need some event activations, whether it's performance or learn to DJ uh, or workshops, uh, we fill that need. So it's it's really these two complementary business units through the Scratch DJ Academy and through Scratch Event DJs uh, that we serve the, you know, serve our, our, our consumers and clients. And then just to back up, the reason why I founded it is, um, you know, I noticed years ago that DJs are today's rock stars, ubiquitous in our culture, just interwoven in the fabric of our culture. And um, I wanted to validate and elevate the art form because it was a very unconsolidated, fragmented art form where the demand to learn outweighed any supply of teachers. So I wanted to be the on-ramp to that art form on the academy side, lower the barrier to entry. Equipment is expensive, hard to find the demand to learn outweighed any supply of teachers. Then on the event side, organize a very fragmented space. There really was nowhere where brands could turn to for curated, quality-assured, one-stop shop service uh, for their event needs. So those were the problems I was looking to solve. And, um, you know, 20 years later, we're still here. Wow. And so you're working with some of the largest brands in the world to do enterprise level activations at scale. What's uh, what's one of the craziest examples of an event that you had to or a, or a, a client request that you had to fill? Oh, boy. I mean, gosh, we've done, I mean, everything. I mean, we've DJed in all 50 states, 35 countries, uh, done over 125,000 events. I mean, we've DJed sailing regattas. We've been on the court for exhibition tennis matches <laughs> at the Pro Bowl last year, NFL Pro Bowl. We had a DJ battle at halftime. I mean, you you name it, we've done it. Uh, 
I mean, those are some of the fun stories that we kick around when we get together, you know, as a company to talk about all the all the fun ways that clients have engaged us to engage their audiences. Because when you have a DJ, uh, not only is it sort of a musical platform in a box, but it signifies an event. And that's really what we do. We help brands tap into that platform of music through the DJ. Uh, so, I mean, if you talk to me long enough, I'm going to convince you that there should be a DJ in the lobby of your building for rush hours, you know, from seven to nine and then four to 6 p.m. And maybe your doorman should should double as your DJ. You know, this is where my brain goes. I, I really think uh, the world's a better place because of DJs and, and music. I love that. So I'm going to turn to the recent scratch event DJs brand evolution that you have just launched. And I'll full disclosure on this. I want to thank you for bringing me and Limbic brand evolution into this, as well as Graybox creative who did some visual identity work to evolve the brand. What were the brand challenges that you were looking to solve at the beginning of this process? Uh, the brand challenges, gosh, you know, what brand doesn't have challenges I think we felt like we understood our brand, but I'm not sure we really did understand our brand because of confirmation bias. And you add that to a brand being, you know, a couple decades old, it, it needed a refresh. It needed a repositioning. We needed to really understand what people, you know, the, the, the why for our clients and then translate that into the what. And we just could not see the forest for the trees, uh, really because of confirmation bias and our subjectivity. So, you know, the, the pandemic put everybody, well, I shouldn't say that a large swath of companies went on the offense during the pandemic, but a lot of service companies were on the defense and we were tired of playing defense coming out of the pandemic light started to get switched on and we wanted to really start to, you know, hit off our front foot and be aggressive. And this was one of those uh, pieces that would be eventually offensive, but, but defensive too, because we felt we were a little bit behind the curve on this. So we wanted to, to really understand the why and the what, and that was probably the biggest challenge. And, and that's why we, we brought in, you know, Limbic. And I'm so glad you did. One of the biggest aspects of the strategy work we did together was Insights Discovery. And that included one-on-one -on -one interviews conducted with Scratch team members, with Scratch clients, and even with Scratch DJs. Yeah. What did you learn about why clients love working with Scratch as a result of those interviews? We learned that it was a little bit different than what we thought the reason was. Um, we, we really understood from Limbic and your research that brands and brand managers wanted to create really memorable experiences and energizing experiences for their brands, for their venues, for their guests, for their customers. Um, on top of, they wanted their jobs to be made easier. So one was a very mechanical thing that we sort of had a good idea about, you know, this one-stop shop, you know, and, and tapping into our vast talent network. 
you know, we can scale from one event to a thousand events a day, which we have done. And if you need a female punk rock DJ in Albuquerque, we have two. So we always thought that that was something that was attractive for clients, just sort of our ease of use. Uh, but we didn't really break that down to understand how much easier we make our clients' lives uh, by giving them the confidence to know that not only are we going to deliver on the brand promise of all the mechanical side and technical aspect and operational side, but also that we're going to create these very special energizing, um, memorable experiences for their guests. And we deliver on that every single time. Um, so we're buttoned up professionally, which we need to be, but we're also really fun and easy to work with. And, and that's a lot of why uh, clients like working with us. We landed on uh, Olympic Sparks Insight, or, or what I call the shared emotional motivation between scratch event DJs and your clients. And it's this, this idea of experiences that keep people coming back for more. Yeah. Yeah. How, can you talk about how you interpret this line and, and its implications from an internal and external perspective? Yeah. I mean, we always talk about, this is very endemic or specific to, to me. That, that's the lens I'm going to answer that question through and, and my company. But, um, I mean, we always talk about the magic of the DJ that the, what, you know, you could have a playlist or you could have a DJ and a little bit further on that side. And then I'll get to the other side to answer this, but we also define the DJ as anybody that controls the music. You can be in your car, changing the radio station. You're the DJ creating a playlist on spot. You're the DJ, uh, whatever the case is, DJing your son's, three-year-old birthday you're the dj so we all have that in us and we're just here to make people better djs and bring djs to center stage but the other side of what djs the magic of the dj is tapping this this vein of this primal emotional vein that's in all of us of, with music and we always say that music is no longer a hobby that people would put on their resumes. I don't know if you remember that 10 years ago, 15 years, interests would be music. You know, I like to travel, you know, Microsoft Excel and music. <laughs> it's, it's just, that's not the world we live in. Music is every bit a part of us in ways that it, it because the democratization and the availability of music and its pervasiveness, you know, we have billions of songs at our fingertips. Uh, it's just not a hobby anymore. It's, our, it's, a, it, it's in our lifeblood. And it's a phenomenal way to connect to an audience. So that's the vein that we tap into. And we're kind of the dealer for that. Uh, said respectfully. <laughs> uh, but that's the emotional, shared emotional motivation. Brands want that. And we deliver that. I love that interpretation. And I love how you're, you're using that line as an orientation point for the way you communicate now the benefits of what your brand is all about. We also got to a brand idea and a tagline, curated DJs anytime, anywhere. And to get there, we, we actually talked about a variety of options and we talked about alternative lines that hit harder on different benefits that your organization provides. 
but we focused on that line as the one to move forward with. Why did you ultimately choose that line? What does that say that is uh, both differentiating and, and compelling that caused it to be the line you chose? Yeah, I mean, first off, what what a challenging uh, assignment here that you had and and that we had while we're in the trenches to distill your company down to a couple of words. But, um, you know, the engine inside of our car is our talent. And it's taken us 20 years to build up this amazing network of phenomenally talented A-list, um, you know, apex of their music, social group, men and women, that is our DJ talent network. And we wanted to put them center stage. The brand has been center stage prior. We wanted the DJs to be center stage. And that's one of the biggest, you know, what we learned was not, okay, we make brands lives easier, but it's the DJs that are creating these really memorable energizing experiences on top of incredible client services. But we really wanted to focus on the scale, the availability, and the quality of our DJs. So um, we wanted to communicate that our DJs are not just anybody that we've lassoed into a group. These are finally, you know, like highly screened, finely curated um, hand-picked DJs that go through a process to be on our, you know, in our network. And we also want to communicate that on top of that, we could provide them anywhere, you know, think of punk rock DJs in Albuquerque, uh, anytime. So that is something that is a huge differentiator uh, that's taken us decades to be able to do and build the confidence uh, from our brand clients and, and uh, in ourselves to be able to deliver that. So we really wanted to push that center stage and make that the um, kind of the, the heart of how we presented the, the brand. You alluded to the challenging process that we both experienced yeah. getting everything down to a few words. And what I really appreciated about you and your team is not only the, the passion that you brought to the process, but also from, from my perspective, how you spent a lot of time having discussions amongst yourselves. And even though you didn't always disagree, you came back with a consolidated point of view, either with questions that you challenged for answers or, or an, a, a decision on how to move forward. I'd love to know a little bit more what the process was like behind the scenes. How are you, how are you um, all working internally to come to agreement or your questions before we moved forward to the next step of the process? It's a great question. And that was, you know, that's the iceberg that you don't see, right? Like the tip of it sticking on top of the water and then the mass of it is below the surface. So I always wanted to be measured, disciplined, thoughtful. And that's a lot of my management style. And I wanted to bring surround myself with people that had their own points of view that were different from mine, but were equally as thoughtful uh, and, and also cared. So when you do that, um, it's really becomes democratic and you try to build consensus. And um, each of us has had so much in my senior management team experience with the brand that we all had our own 
opinions and thoughts, and all of them were justified, and all with it, all of them demanded uh, careful consideration and attention. But if I don't have consensus and we're not in somewhat you know of agreement, how are we going to all get behind uh, you know this new tagline, the new way we think about our brand, the way we talk about our brand? So so many conversations just went into uh, hearing each other out and understanding and respecting each other's viewpoints, and then trying to meet in the middle the best we could. So uh, it just took a lot of conversation and consideration and, you know, sort of fluid decision making to, to get to agreement, but it was not easy. <laughs> and, and and everything you just described w- was clear to me in the process. The The level of importance of this work, the specificity you were trying to get to, the clarity you were trying to get to, and the and and the the passion your team had to getting to the right answers and and not everybody agreeing at all times but ultimately we you know we we got there and that was it was such an incredible process as you think about the process that we went through and the outcomes were there any big surprises or moments of clarity that stand out to you oh that's another great question i actually there 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 was one I mean, there were many, right? Like it's uh, when you're able to, when somebody can help peel you away from the, you know, the forest, you can start to see the trees. But I, I think the biggest surprise was how we viewed our brand as opposed to how, how our clients thought about our brand. Specifically, I always thought that there was a more technical um business related reason why brands were using us and we summarized it very neatly uh that we our djs can help drive maintain and monetize traffic and that is true so whether we're in a retail spot uh our djs attract people to the store that they're in and the space that they're djing they keep people there they increase dwell time and they people spend more money and that goes across our hospitality clients and cruise ships and uh, in casinos and in hotels and resorts and, you know, in venues and with brands wherever we are. Uh, but really what these brands were more inter- interested in is the energy we bring and the simplicity but quality of our work. So it was sort of this very calculated way that I thought brands thought about us to a much more emotional side of what we offer. And that really was a kind of a wow moment. I, I understood the value of the DJ performance, but I almost looked at it as a little more transactional and a little bit less emotional. Um, so understanding how important we were to brands because we made personally their lives easier, but also because we just drove so much energy to these spaces that made the brand managers just keep coming back for more because their guests were so happy and their employees and their management teams. That was a big, uh, a key learning for me. I'm glad to hear you say that. It comes back to those interviews we did with with your clients. I'm baffled by brands that don't take that step in this process to really hear what their clients are thinking and feeling and what drives their satisfaction and their repeat business is, is so important. I mean, I would recommend any brand take a, you know, a, 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 a navel gaze, a look in the mirror to, to help 
uh, just get out of their own heads and not that their heads are a bad place to be, but I, I just was able to expand the way that we now think, you know, the why changed a little bit, uh, which is just so important. Uh, and, and we're really appreciative of that. As you think about the impact of this brand evolution that you launched in early February, what is the biggest impact that you're most excited about or optimistic about? Well, time will tell, but I am, you know, A, on an internal level, it just has injected much more life into the brand. We're, we're the way we talk about it, uh, relaunching all our assets, there's just excitement about it in a way that we didn't have before. So the the fact that it's built some team morale is, is really valuable to me as a manager. And then I'm been sort of teasing and testing the language um, and the mentality with our clients. And it's getting a really good reception. We just relaunched the brand. Uh, so uh, our brand assets, our website, our collateral, uh, changed the logo. It's, it, it, it's just a new way for us to speak to our brand. And I think the results are going to speak for themselves when we're able to connect in a, in a much uh, we're able to meet our clients where they are instead of where we think they are. And the outcome of that, I think, is going to translate to much better relationships and better business. You went through this process. You're experiencing the power of emotional benefits, emotional insights. Why do you think that some brands and brand leaders are still neglecting this power of emotion and emotional insights in their approach to growing their brand? My answer is that it's just reflects how our brains work. You have left brain, you have right brain, you have qualitative, you have quantitative, and there's a place for both of them. But I do believe that the qualitative side of branding is much more important than the quantitative side. And there's certainly a place for analytics, but I do believe that brands are neglecting those emotional connections because they're focused on analytics. Analytics are great and they help build a supporting uh, basis to make decisions off of. But when everything is about analytics and algorithms and followers and likes, there's just too much quantitative noise and connections get lost in that signal to noise ratio. It's missing the whole human side of the emotional connection that, that brands can and should make with their clients and customers. And what do you believe are the best ways to create limbic sparks, those moments when emotional motivation meets brand desire? It, it has to be authentic. It has to be a high quality experience. And it has to be surrounded by all the incredible client services. So I think if you marry those three, you're going to create really emotional connections. So the experience has to be authentic. And that authenticity is what creates these sparks are, you know, around a, a really high quality experience. And, and it has to be, you know, curated the right way. So as a brand leader, what is it you know now that you wish you knew years ago, perhaps something that others could learn from? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so I really believe that 
passion can bring so much to a business and bring so much to um, inspire your teams, other teams, your talent, your DJs, in our case, your clients. But I, I think it's really important to understand that while business is transactional, you still need to put everything into each transaction. And in a company that's built on scale, as we are, every single transaction has to be treated as if it's the only one. And you have to give people your best. And that's in your control. That is fantastic, Rob. I am so glad we had this conversation today. Thank you for joining me on Let's Talk Limbic Sparks. My pleasure, Kevin. Thank you. For more, go to limbicsparks.com.